This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. To Dine Local SD. This is episode number three with uh, Christian Gomez from White Whetstone Wine Bar. Um, I'm Kelly Orange, and we are serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Um, so, welcome, Christian. Thank you, Kelly. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk a little bit about your restaurant. Um, it's located in Bankers Hill. Bankers Hill, uh, at the southern end of Fourth and Grape. Kind of fitting for a wine bar. Um, 2008, I opened. Uh, it was somewhat of a transitional neighborhood at the time. I was uh, I was uh, v- very excited about it because it was um, it had a little urban feel, but but yet it was in an, a, in a historic neighborhood, the old banking center of San Diego. Um, the restaurant actually is in an 1896 building, turn of the century building. So I'm I've leased uh, the bottom of a, of this really beautiful. Victorian, and um, it's a limited service kitchen, and we bang out some really, really nice food, and the ambiance is refreshing and and uh, yet very calming, decompressing, so to speak. Right, which is nice when you're drinking wine. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you um, come up with the name? The name Whetstone. Uh, back in 2007, after I signed a lease, I was. Excited and, and wanted to, to celebrate, so I went up to the wine country of Paso Robles. Uh, thinking about, what was I going to name it? I didn't want to name it 1927 Fourth Avenue Grill or yada yada. So I was trying to think of something outside the box. And I was drinking wine at the time in a with the winemaker from Calcarius, which is a winery in Paso Robles. And as we drank the wine, he said to me, you get a little bit of the whetstone on it. And I stopped and I was like what did you say he's like I said whetstone and so what is that he's like after it rains on river rock for example you get the uh the minerality and the uh the aromas of of the earth and um so in this wine and I was like that's it that is it that's going to be the name of the restaurant (laughs) so um that's how it came about and it's also the contemporary spelling of the knife sharpening stone, which we use to sharpen our knives. So it's kind of tying in wine in the kitchen. Um, and a backstory on it was shortly before I opened, I was in Brazil and I was in Ubatuba. And I was um, with some friends walking across this waterfall. And um, funny enough, I slipped on a wet stone and fell down a waterfall 50 yards. Oh my God. I cracked my foot open. But I was totally fine. It was fine. And in the middle of the jungle, I thought for sure I was going to get bacteria in this cut. But so that also tied in to the name as well on a funnier note. (laughs) (laughs) Funnier and a little little bit painful. (laughs) But yeah, all tied together. Yeah. Um, So what is your history with uh, in the culinary? Like, how did you get to the point where you were opening a restaurant? You know, um, it all started as a kid. My dad was a chef in the Navy and my my dad's from the Philippines. He was from the Philippines, and uh, my mom was was from Panama. So, being raised in a you know kind of a bustling, uh, active kitchen, um, I was I was around eating fried rice and 
plantains and, you know, things as such. So I was reared in that, in that environment. And then um, I started off in San Diego as a teenager, as a busboy for Tom Fat, who had Fat City in China Camp. And I was uh, mesmerized by this guy because he was just such a pioneer in what he was doing. And um, so I worked for him and saw from afar somebody who was doing something. I was like, wow, this guy is doing it. You know, it's, he's an older guy at the time, and no, he's no longer with us. Rest in peace. But um, started off there and um, <clears throat> worked from there into uh, like Mission Valley, Creative Croissants. I was a manager there. And then uh, shortly after high school, I moved to Los Angeles. And um, I moved to L.A. to continue my education and get, get outside of San Diego, thinking I was going to spend a semester at Santa Monica City College. Um, I ended up falling in love with L.A. and um, saw the beauty and the electricity of it all and the diversity. Um, so I ended up staying there for 16 years where um, I was lucky enough to work with uh, Mary Sue Milliken and Susan Feniger of Border Grill, um, Hans Rockenwagner, who's a pretty famous German chef. Um, and I kind of just fell in love with culinary through there. And um, <clears throat> I was also doing the Hollywood shuffle and thinking I was going to be in the next soap opera star. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, just being in L.A. and, and being exposed to, to all these wonderful talent um, opened my eyes. And, and I started to kind of delve into it and started catering on my own um, out of my apartment in Venice Beach. I, um, I had a little company called Chino Latino Catering, El Chino Latino Catering. And, um, you know, at that time I was doing things off the grid, not permitted, setting up bars and, you know, big catering events for networks and producers and photographers. Um, and I went into the private sector. Uh, I cooked for many celebrities, and it was fun. It was fun. I really fell in love with it. And people were like, how come you don't have a restaurant? I'm like, oh, my God, no way. And then uh, shortly after that, I uh, some friends of mine, we produced a cooking show, and it was got picked up by NBCLA. It was called Green Eats, mm -hmm. and it was uh, promoting natural and organic back in 2004. So... Uh, I would venture into the farmer's market in Santa Monica and um, into f local farms like Weiser Family Farms up in, um, I think they're in Oxnard. Yeah. And um, we'd bring produce back to my little apartment in Venice Beach, and I'd create a menu and plug the markets and the farmers and create a menu with a food, and it was called Green Eats. And they'd it, come in, they would come and film you and your... Yeah, I had, I had a very small crew. Um, three people and a um, small apartment about 800 square feet and we <laughs> it was incredible it was a really kind of guerrilla style production but the the uh, production quality was was pretty pretty impressive at that time yeah and this was before a lot of the local dine local eat seasonally and whatnot um, and I was learning a lot along the way it wasn't my forte but my producer at the time was really into it and she taught me a lot and uh, from there, I ended up moving back to San Diego to my hometown after 16 years in L.A. And coming back to San Diego, I did some traveling uh, in Europe and South America and came back and thought, and I started to love wine, and I thought it was the right time. And I started to slowly look, and I found this place in Bankers Hill with a beer and wine license. It was a cafe deli on Craigslist. 
on Craigslist. <laughs> and um, I jumped on it, and, and before I knew it, it was mine, and there was no turning back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. You're just like, here it is. Yeah, it was. Uh, appeared for you? Very lucky, yeah. I'm, uh, I knew that I needed to have it at that time. It was small. It was in, uh, on the outskirts of town. Um, it was manageable. Um, and I, I knew that what I was going to do was passionate to me and original. And I still think it holds its value 10 years, going yeah, on 10 years. for 10 years. <laughs> so I just wanted to excuse uh, my palate and what, I, what really excited me and flavors and, and profiles that, that, that I experienced. And I wanted to kind of bring it into the, through this little spot. And um, it's, been, it's been a joy. It's been really been a joy to see people to this day being very thankful for it. And it just, that's, that's the juice for me you right. know, when, when I hear people really get it. So what's, what style of uh, music, music, I'm listening to your thing, Buzz. <laughs> um, what, what style of uh, food is it? You know, I like to describe it as being globally inspired small plates. So it leaves me open ended on many different things. I really didn't want to categorize my food uh, or the experience. So I, I, I was intentionally wanting to leave it open-ended, hence the name. Um, but it's flavors from the Middle East, from the Caribbean to Italian to Japanese to Argentine, Brazilian, Peru, wow. Peruvian. Um, so that was, that's kind of how it's, it's been uh, marketed, you know, just kind of globally inspired small plates. Okay. And yeah. do you change your menu often or do you have like a couple that are... I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I haven't changed much over the years, but I spot check it with, with things, you know, seasonality, um, and things like that. But one thing I learned in this business is not really fussing with things too much. When things sell and think, and people like it and they come back for it, then I don't want to mess with it. Right. Yeah. Cause there's plenty of times when you go, you go to a restaurant because you know that they have something that you want to eat. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> if they keep coming back, that's a, you know, that's a sure sign that yeah. you should kind of not touch it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So what are your hours? Hours. Um, <clears throat> we do lunch Tuesday through Friday right now from 11 to two. Okay. And we do dinner from on Tuesday, from Tuesday through Saturday from five to 10 and Sunday's dinner. From four to nine. Okay, and then you have a happy hour. I see. Yeah, our happy hour seems to be pretty popular uh, right now. It's Tuesday through Friday evenings, the first hour of operation, so uh, from five to six, and on Sundays, being one of the more um, laid back evenings of the of the week, we uh, we do a happy hour all night from four p.m. to nine p.m. Yeah, so it's uh, fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely <laughs> Sunday fun day. Yeah, right. Um, and you have a new place that's opening. I do, yeah. It's taken me nine and a half years to kind of figure it all figure it all out. Um, but I'm opening a place in Mission Hills on Goldfinch. Um, it should be uh, ready to roll in the next thirty to sixty days, pending permits and whatnot. Um, I'm I'm gonna eat, kind of take off from where I, I'm, I'm where I'm at now and 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 kind of elevate it into a, a small plates restaurant with. Uh, very solid wine list. It's on Goldfinch, so it's a very kind of restaurant row, very opposite of where Whetstone is now. Whetstone mm-hmm. is very much off the beaten path. Um, but being in a in an avenue in an area where there's a bunch of restaurants, I'm really, really excited about uh, kind of expressing and introducing myself to everyone there. Um, it's going to be called Fools and Kings. 
Okay. Um, the name comes from a very famous 1940s song from Nat King Cole. Uh, the, the song is Nature Boy, and it talks about uh, a moment within these two individuals, and they talk about fools and kings, meaning um, it's neither here nor there, or neither a pauper nor a king or welcome, but everyone in, everyone in between, you know? So right. the name can uh, can be kind of trendy with what's what's being used out there these days, but I think this yeah, this has a story, you know? It's... Uh, it's a story that my uh, song my father used to always whistle as he would cook, and he loved this. He loved the song, and it, uh, if you listen to the lyrics, it talks about a, a young boy who travels far, you know. And so, it has a lot of sentimental meaning to me, and uh, I think people like stories. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So um, we'll that's an interesting one. I like that a lot. Yeah, and um, so it, I'm looking forward to to opening that in the spring, and uh, I'd love for all to. Tap into it and come come enjoy themselves. Cool. Um, are you going to have similar hours to? I will. Are you like I, still figuring that stuff out. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I, I I will definitely do dinner, um, and I definitely will do probably weekend brunches to start, and then kind of wean my way into doing some uh, some lunches, maybe breakfast throughout the week. Um, but it's a, it's a great neighborhood, Goldfinch. I mean, you got the patio, you have Brooklyn Girl, which mm-hmm. I go too often. Um, there's Harley Gray across the street and Farmer's Bottega and all them. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being part of the restaurant scene up there. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be – I mean, it's right up the road. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really oh, close. Yeah, we'll it's, come up. It's a great thing. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that will wrap it up here. Um, you can find Whetstone Wine Bar at whetstonewinebar.com. Their Instagram is also whetstonewinebar underscore SD. Um, they're also on Facebook and Twitter. And then um, Dine Local SD, you can also find us on dinelocalsd.com uh, and sign up for the webs or for the email, which we send out every Friday. And um, that will be more of like a ticketed item stuff. Um, and follow us on Instagram at dinelocalsd. And we will see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you.